And I'll tell you guys since we're, since we're all friends. Every character I write has a piece of me in them. Hi, I'm Lee Bardugo. You're listening to The Grisha Cast. Welcome to Grisha Cast, episode 115. In this episode, we will be discussing the short story When Water Sang Fire from the Language of Thorns. This is your host, Eric. And I'm Terry from Nashville, Tennessee. This is your podcast for all things Grishaverse. A world created by the one, the only, Lee Bardugo. Moi Saviani casters. Oh, hello there. Oh, hi. <laughs> so, shout out to our listener cities. Mm-hmm. First, we have Aachen, Germany. Woo! Thank you. Yes. Next, we're going to Duncan, Canada. Yay! Woo! So. Thank you. Thank you. We love you all. And so, we have been interviewing just um some little spotlight interviews recently i'm sure you have noticed for the upcoming sinners and saints album which is created by the bookish songs collective that comes out june 10th and we all are excited about Mm -hmm. that and we have a very special little interview that we have for you right now so here we go hi kendra hi hi oh how are you guys We are so good. We're so glad to have you back. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know you're really, really, really busy. Well, of course. It's an honor to be here. I'm very excited. Well, could you tell us a little bit about where the inspiration for your song, Ruthless, came from? Of course. So um, anyone who listens to my music might have already figured out that Kaz Frecker is my favorite character in the Grishaverse. And so when the whole idea of doing a bookish album came up with lots of, you know, really incredible artists, I was immediately like, oh, my gosh, I've got to write another song for Kaz. Like, that would be so cool. And it had been a bit since I had done that. And I was like, this is the most perfect opportunity. And so, yeah, it kind of just came from, you know, Kaz's dark side and his, you know, ability to just do whatever needs to be done to get what he needs or wants. And I had an amazing time collaborating with my partner, Nino Tosco, on this song. And he's the producer. And I am so, so, so excited to share it with the world. That's awesome. Well, let's real let's listen to our teaser that we have of Ruthless. So, here we go. Wow. That's incredible. It really is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think Terry and I both can agree that um, it has been incredible watching you just since we've known you, which is a very short time in your musical career, but it still is incredible to hear that. Yes. And just 
you've grown so much and all your songs are incredible and we love them. I just, I, it's so amazing to watch you grow. So that is so good. Um, it's the world to me. Thank you. <laughs> well, our listeners, I'm sure are really ready to hear that. However, you're going to have to wait a little bit. All of us do. Um, that album will not come out until the 10th of June. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Well, real quickly, um, can you tell us a little bit more about what it was like to work with all these different artists um, for this amazing album, Sinners and Saints? Oh my gosh, of course. It's it's the hugest honor to get to, you know, be a part of this project with so many just amazingly talented people. And getting to know them as individuals and as musicians has been um, just the best experience. And so much hard work has gone into this album, like... I mean, you know, you think, oh, yeah, I'll just contribute a song, and, you know, it's it's just that simple, but it's not. It requires, you know, so much effort, and it's so fun. One of just the most, I mean, I'm never going to forget this experience, you know. It's just amazing that we all got to come together like this. And it also, I think, was just a matter of figuring out how to do everything, and we actually have a GoFundMe in our Instagram bio. Um, if anyone is looking to, you know, support us in that way, if you're interested. Um, and we're at bookish underscore songs. Um, if you want to hear the album when it comes out. But yeah, no, getting to know all of these incredible artists has just been the best experience. And I could not be more excited for the world to hear all of these songs. It's the coolest. That's so cool. I love that everybody got to collaborate and make this album and it's it's it seems really special and I know all of us are really excited to hear all of it. So um before you go, will you please tell our listeners how they can follow you and cuz we all love you and I know that we've probably got some new listeners that haven't actually like heard any of your songs or the earlier episodes that we have. So you might be new to them. So if you wouldn't mind just telling us how to follow you. Yeah, of course. Um, If you want to follow the Bookish Songs group, we're called Bookish Songs Collective, um, at bookish underscore songs on Instagram. And then I'm at Kendra Dante's Music. Um, I've got Bookish Songs already out um, as well. So, yeah. Mm. I guess that's about it. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Kendra. It has yet again been an honor to have you and we we just love it every single time so you'll have to come back again and for a longer period this was a little too short for us so well thank you so much it's been amazing getting to be here thank you so much we'll see you next time bye kendra bye Bye, guys (laughs) well that was fabulous i'm so excited to hear all these songs I know. And it's just, it's so exciting. And I can't, I just want to hear the rest of that one. Yes. And it sounded so good. And so I know we just talked about Kendra a lot, but I just, it's so (laughs) neat to watch her grow. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. So. She's a Grisha cast OG. She really is. I need to look and see when she first came on. That'd be really interesting to see how Mm -hmm. long ago that was. Um, Okay. Well, so, how are you, madam? I'm okay. How are you? <laughs> okay, well, I'm making it. Um, yeah, we are have a lot going on, but you know, it's it's exciting. I've I've got my pet turtle. Mhm. And that's been kind of cool. 
I don't think I've talked about that on the podcast. Or have I? Yes, you did. Okay, yeah, I have. Thank you, memory. <laughs> okay, yep. Um, that's right. I called myself Dory. Um, okay, so, yeah, it's exciting that we've got another day off tomorrow. Yes, mm-hmm. summer break has started for the children. Yeah. Not for us. No. But for the children. Yeah. So the children are now home. Which is not a holiday for the parents. We love you kids. We do. It's better when they're older though. It's it's much more difficult when they're when they're wee ones. Yeah. So it's exciting though. I am um, I'm excited to see like Caden's grown a lot. It's really kinda it's really neat mm-hmm. to see how much he's grown and I'm excited for him. I really am. He did really well in school this year. Good. Because so. you guys are doing a great job parenting. Oh, well, we've got a good kid. He's really sweet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if everybody could hear. I don't think they could. Chris scoffing. <laughs> that, by the way, that was put in there for later. After I've, like, passed on and Caden wants to come back and listen to what his um father is saying, he can hear that. So, yeah. Make that your ringtone, Caden. In the future. Future Caden. <laughs> future Caden. When you hear this. Actually, he probably never will because I'm sure he's just going to be like, yeah, I don't know. Or in the future, this is going to be impossible to hear just like all of our past music things like CDs and DVDs mm. and things. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So... I love watching people like try to sell DVDs and CDs and things. And I'm like, where are you going to hear them? I don't, yeah, I don't have a player of any sort. Like, there's a a new band that I've been talking to, and they're like, "Can we send you a CD?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Sure," but I I don't know where to play that. Do you not have one in your? So you your car doesn't have one? No. Oh, my car does not have a CD player. I don't have one in the house. The only thing I can think of is to stick it in the PS4. <laughs> yes, and that does work. Um, and just like listen to it in the living room. I don't know. I. It's odd now. You're right. It is. Um, yeah. Does your car have a CD player? It does. Oh. Mine does. And mine, but mine's not, it's not like that old. I just think it, I don't know. I can't hmm. remember what year mine is. Mine's a 2017. So. Chris? They just decided not to. What, do you remember what year my car is? Mm. Okay, twenty thirteen. Yeah, I guess. Well, now you can't even make like a mix. No. Not, yeah. It's all, and then my phone doesn't even have an aux plug. Oh, I know. I so it's all Bluetooth. <laughs> no, okay. I we should probably stop this conversation because it makes it sound like a hundred years old. Is okay. <laughs> These are our children, <laughs> and we love you all. So don't come for us. <laughs> Because now, because it used to be you'd get like in the car on a road trip with somebody and you would pass the aux cord back and forth. Now you have to like stop somewhere and let them pair up with your car. (laughs) It's much more complicated. Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) Although I really am enjoying like how you don't really have to buy that much music anymore. You kind of like buy a subscription. Yeah, but you don't actually like own the music. So yeah, once that service is gone, then like everything's gone. Oh well, I just don't ever plan on ever not having Apple Music, so um, <laughs> that will never go away. 
I, I'll say this: um, what I'm excited about in the in the end times when the zombie apocalypse happens, I still have my iPod, my 64 gig iPod, mm-hmm. and I have all of my music loaded on it, and I keep that thing in its precious state because one day when the streaming stops and the internet stops, I will be the only person with music. I still have mine. I have two. So hoping that there's electricity. Yeah, because that's only going to work until that dies. Because I do have, I think, I think, now that we're talking about CDs, I think I have a Walkman somewhere Oh my god! in the depths of hell (laughs) of storage. Um, But that would require batteries. But I remember when I, um, I I don't have it anymore, but the old school Game Boy, Mm -hmm. I remember I found it, um, it was a while ago, and, but I mean, like, it was like, whew. It was torn up, and that's crazy. I forgot about Walkmans, and I remember how co- – yeah, I'm going to talk about it. I don't care. <laughs> I remember when CDs, like, I mean, you know, and you had your portable CD player that you're carrying everywhere. Well, and then you wanted to go work out. Mm-hmm. Well, jogging with a portable CD player don't work too well. It would stop and, and skip. skip. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work out too well. I remember when the iPod, I remember my brother having an iPod and showing it to me for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God. Because I used to be this huge music snob. And I had my friend, Rebecca Bramerschley. Hi, Rebecca. I know you're not listening to this. But she is like an OG friend that I've had from my Camper Ma days. And she was like, she was one of my best friends. Anyways, we couldn't wait to see. We saw each other every summer at Camper Ma, and I would get so excited because we would always look at each other's song, like, I mean, um, CD boxes, like, I mean, books, and see what, like, I would look at her, she would look at mine, and we'd be like, ooh, yeah, we were just big. And I had, like, we had the big ones, the huge, big CD books. Yep, and then they got stolen, too. Oh. And then had to re-try to make that collection, and, yeah, that never really happened. I did try, however, and then all of a sudden, I think CDs did. Okay, so that was, was a fun story. Yeah, I was so, like, into music. Like, music was huge. such a huge part of my life. And mm-hmm. even musicals, I started doing that at, like, a really young age. Um, yes. And then freshman year, there was this guy, Justin. All the girls were all over him all the time. Are you in high school or college? High school. Okay. He had the leather jacket and the VW van and uh, Ooh, come on, he, was, he had money and literally like people just throw themselves at him I didn't throw myself at him I like thought he was cool and I wanted to be him like mm. I would look at him and be like I want to be that cool like when I grow up can I be that level of awesome because it was he was just so like mm. he had the long hair and he was just so like I don't care about anything life is awful and you know he had the guitar and Yep. He was that guy. And he came over one day randomly. Um, total, total random moment. And it was one of those things where, like, you have to call, like, all of your friends afterwards. You go, oh, my God, <laughs> Justin was here. And they go, uh-uh, you're lying. And you're like, I swear. He was here in my bedroom. Um, and he <laughs> showed me a group called Typo Negative. Wow. And they were, like, hardcore vampire um, music and that was the first that was my first introduction to that whole world of like hard rock 
And it just, it sang to the very depths of my soul and I haven't left it ever. Mm. And so I, I give all the thanks to Justin for being so freaking cool. I will <laughs> never be that level of cool, but for him to like give me that was such a freaking gift. And so we would, we would like write down lyrics to like the hard songs and exchange them in the hallway. And oh, yeah. everyone always thought that like we were secretly dating or whatever, but I was oh, also man. the scary lesbian. So nobody could ever figure out like what was really happening. Uh, but we would hang out in like fields. And, like, listen to, like, crazy hard music. And then his mom made him stop because she thought that we were doing horrible things. And we really, Mm. we really weren't. We were, I was just trying to be cool. Oh, those are the fun days. Those are, like, I mean, when you just. (laughs) When you were discovering yourself, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that was when my room just, like, exploded with, like, yep. Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson. And I just, like, went on this whole deep, dark thing and uh, still there. It's such an amazing <laughs> moment, though. I love it when, like, finally things start. Like, I feel like uh-huh. it's for everybody. It's, like, finally things start to connect mm-hmm. for you. And it's, like, up until then, everything is just so awkward. And you're, like, just, it feels so weird. You don't know. Like, I don't know. And that was probably... A year or so after I started writing in like an Anne Rice mm. group that like Anne Rice actually kind of was over. Yeah. And so it just fit. It yeah. was just like all the worlds collided. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dear dark world. Here I am. I have found you finally. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like it's been waiting. And yeah. I that's what I actually am. I keep telling Caden about that. And I'm like, hey, you're going to, like, this is going to be really exciting. Like, when you get, like, it just, you just have to be patient and it takes some time. But, mm-hmm. like, once you, like, find your, I hate saying this, it sounds so cliche with, like, RuPaul, find your tribe. But I just remember yeah. talking about it. You but find your niche. You find your, your, your group. group. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it just, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, mm, yeah. And here we are. But it it, ne- it also never changes because even even at our age, children, uh, you still are finding <laughs> things out about yourself. So. Yeah, it it does it doesn't. <laughs> no. So I think it's um, it's fun to keep growing. It is. It's amazing, and it's neat to see where it takes you because chasing those cool Justin moments. Yeah, and hey, listening and being a lover of Lee Bardugo is a great place to start. Yes, so. we have a tribe here. Mm-hmm, and. Talking about Lee Bardugo, maybe we should get to... What? That was... That was a great little... uh, It was. Yes. It was fantastic to go there. Segway. However, we are finally at the conclusion story in Language of Thorns. Mm -hmm. So, exciting. Um, Okay. So, Terry. Yes, Eric. What did you think? I actually enjoyed this one. Thank God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the last two. Uh, I know there were. Di- yeah. Um, I enjoyed the first story, which mm-hmm. you didn't enjoy all that no. much. <laughs> and then I enjoyed this story. Um, it was. It's long. It is. There's a lot to it. I think that we probably could have gotten the gist of it in a shorter amount of time. There are some parts that could be dwindled yes. down. Yes. Um, 
Did you look at the picture stuff? Like, I, did you audio book this one or I, did you watch? I audio booked it. I should probably like hide my bill from people so they're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I audio booked it and then I went back and checked it out wa- and like went through. I said, watch the pictures. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of is like watching the pictures because they grow, obviously, like the rest of it. Um, this one, I feel like they did, there's so much more to the visuals. Yeah, with this, this one's one. extra. It is. And um, I actually was like rereading it today. And did you ever, like I, one, we have like a little, like the severed moon is actually like in this, um, that journal. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're, but the word, like, I mean, she said like it's, it's in here somewhere. And then there actually isn't a picture of the severed moon in the left top hand corner at one point. It's just kind of neat. And this story is so cool. I love it. Um, and, hey, there's a lot of surprises in there, don't you think? Like, I mean... Yes. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's just, yeah, let's just dive right in. So, obviously, you've read this. Whoever is out there listening. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. Um. So, I was actually reading somebody else's comments about how, like, so, Ula, our main character, finds out that she, like, her brother is... Obviously, do you know who her brother is? No? Ula? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the Darkling. Darkling, right? yeah. Yes. Okay. So I thought that was very, like, obvious. However, I was reading somebody's, like, comment saying how it wasn't the Darkling, that it actually was Ilya Moritzova. However, no, it is not. Rereading it today, like, I mean, because they were only taking that in the context of, like, a couple parts, but... Even that doesn't make sense. All these were like, there are so many little hints towards it being the Darkling. Well, yeah, we've got the gray eyes. We've yep. got the water shadows. or the um, voice like glass. The shadows. It's the same things that she uses to describe the Darkling Every time. for the whole series. So it's the Darkling. And what's neat is like, I mean, like I didn't catch like, so that Bagra is the mama. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, because there's a point where he's like, come with us. I'm meeting my mom. <laughs> yeah, she. I meet my mom. She's with the Suli. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Anyway, like, come meet my mother. Um, our mother. But it's, yeah, <clears throat> but it's her mama too. So Which, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I I really love how this was very much like a lot of like um the Little Mermaid. Yes. But and, it's more like Ursula's story. Yes. But there's so many, like, it's really, like, it is. It's Ursula's story, and there's some really neat connections to... So one thing I noticed, actually, today... I'm sorry, I hit the mic, is... <laughs> okay, so everybody can probably, like... This book compared to The Lives of Saints, because there's a, there's a story in The Lives of Saints of... It's, like... I don't think it's... Like, it's it's Ursula. That's right. Yeah. It's, Ur- it's Ursula. Um I've always, like, after reading The Lives of Saints, I was like, well, which one is true? Because they are two different stories. However, like, I mean, because, I mean, we've had a lot of combination, like, you know, little hints from this book, too. I think these stories are actually the real true stories of these people compared to The Lives of Saints. Yeah, I think the majority of, like, Lives of Saints, and even some in here, is more fairy tale ish. This one is more like, 
true stories of yeah so so we're saying that mermaids exist in the grisha verse yeah absolutely or um, because we have the darkling and everything else so or so um, what are they i'm sorry what's the name what are they they're not called mermaids it's um so oh god and we listen to the audio <laughs> come on i actually had it i, I mean they're mermaids yeah they are um still so, draw her still draw her yeah um so the reason i think it's the tr- like i mean these stories are actual truth compared to the lies of saints is because on the very back of this book it says love speaks in flowers truth requires thorns mm. and the language of thorns like i mean like truth requires thorns so i'm like okay these are real like because I don't, I went back and actually looked at the Ursula story in Lives of Saints, and it has nothing, like, it has no, like, the only thing that it has in common is the fact that there's this huge, like, I mean, flood that happens at the end. But yeah. the story was, like, I mean, about a little girl who, like, I mean, just didn't pray towards the saints. Right. It, it was just, it was very, I don't know, almost, like, seemed like it wasn't her story, um, Ursula's story. Um, Ula's story. Yeah, they both start with a U. So, but I love all the, con- like, what, so what parts did you love? What parts did you hate? I mean, is there anything that you didn't like There's in the story? There's so much. Um, huh. I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> there so- was so, there was, like, so much that happened. Um, uh, it's It's the typical story of, like, you know, I'm an ugly duckling and nobody likes me, um, and then this gift comes about, and then all of a sudden they're um, drawn to her power. Um, a lot of fantasy books happen that way. Like yeah. even with like Alina, um, you know, she's sickly looking. She in the book like Ula is gray and doesn't look like everybody else. She looks yeah. sickly, like Alina looks sickly, and like every other woman in a fantasy book they always start off as like oh i'm just this person i'm just Mm -hmm. a little meek little person and then something happens and they come into their power so it kind of followed that same storyline especially once she came to land yeah then she became this like gorgeous beautiful person because that's where she belonged really um but i feel like she actually has more power than the darkling yeah, I, I'm glad you think that. I'm glad we, because that's what I wanted to talk about. Like, I think if she, like, I mean, she's obviously an amplifier then too. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, the whole like story, like, I mean, like, I think it's neat that, I mean, it took off the whole like myth of sirens, you know, like, I mean, having that magic. So, yeah, and it's the whole like Little Mermaid story where like, I mean, there, but I love how all the mermaids use singing as magic. Like, I mean, literally you would sing and I thought that was really cool, but I think you're right. I think, um, I, I definitely think she was, she's stronger. I feel like since they both come from that lineage, I think they're me personally, I don't know. I think their, um, their powers, their Grisha powers also have this like twist of Merzost, like inherently, in it right um and that's what makes their grisha power so strong that's just me i'm not like i can't remember like if that really but it just feels like um 
this with the songs and and everything that there's like this twist of Merzos in there. Yeah. And that's and Merzos is in the story. Like I think that's what's really cool is like if anybody else caught it is like I mean to have the spell at the end like actually work to like be able to actually make fire that can still stay aflame underwater. The only way to do it is pretty much through like um blood magic, which is Merzos. Yeah, you you would have to use Merzos because little sciences wouldn't allow there's nothing in the water that would draw fire. So yeah. Anything. She would have to use Merzos to make that happen. Which I thought was really cool mm-hmm. for us that have like read everything, like and to see that and and she got that from like I mean she had to ask pretty much the Darkling. And I thought what was really cool though also about the Darkling's little like his little like cameo in this is he is obviously like I mean this is way before we get to meet him in Shadow and Bone but I mean he's already looking at the stag it talks yes. about a book and he's yeah. lo- and she notices there's a picture of a stag mm-hmm. which by the way Ilya Martsova like so that's obviously another hint because he's looking at the like he's got to be looking at some of the journals and stuff oh wait yeah, no well no that happens later doesn't it yeah, because he doesn't have the journals for a while. Right. Okay. But, well, maybe he drew it. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways. Um, but that he's hinting at, like, he has somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. So, and a huge war. So, yes. So we kind of get a hint of the storyline, like, where in his storyline that they meet up. Yep. And I feel like, you know, he's like, come, come help me. Come fight with me. Um. So I didn't really think about that, but you're right. Like, I mean, so, I mean, in his storyline, like, I mean, like, he does say this is a very, like, I mean, he's got a huge war and it's going to take a very long time. Mm-hmm. Although, why is it? So this is before the fold was created, obviously. Um, it has to, it should be at least, I think, because he, right? Doesn't, like, I mean, doesn't that make sense? Like, I think it, because he's, I don't know. I don't know. Because I can't figure out, like, I mean, like, if he's got a very long war, then he must be going to the very big, like, I don't know. Hmm. However, why is Bagra with the Suli? That is what I want to know. Yeah, she is I feel, traveling with them. I feel like we need these questions answered. And I feel like Ula needs to come back into the story somewhere. <laughs> Because yeah. we need some of these things to, like, tie together a little more and to, like, come together. It would just be great to have that. Yeah. Um, Like, we need a, we need, like, a pre-shadow and bone Oh, yes. Book. Absolutely. Well, maybe we'll get that in, like, I in mean. The illustrated. The, yeah. The, the new, the Demon in the Wood, that's the revised version, or the, you know, the one coming out. The graphic novel. Yeah. We'll get, maybe we'll get some into that. Yeah. Uh, we need like his, we need this story that kind of mirrors where he is during this time, like what he's doing at this time. So we do know that he was obsessed with finding the stag and all that stuff, even before Alina came around. Exactly. Yeah. And he's trying to like, he's trying to piece everything together. And I just think it's so, I thought it was really cool to all of a sudden have this like, random little cameo happen um what did you think of the like magic of the knife 
that like they had to use to like become human and like it was i lo- i thought it was kind of neat i thought it was a little yeah. dark it was just like and they literally like split their tail into two to mm-hmm. make legs yeah and then they put their scales and this knife in a little satchel and then you have to sing to like they and so like you you rip yourself in half and then you still have to finish singing and make sure that that spell works so yeah. they can heal you correctly yeah because and then there's people whose jobs literally <laughs> are to like scoop up these naked yeah mer people mm-hmm. they are and the only <laughs> thing they're get yeah that's so weird. They're not allowed to like say much or ask questions. They just come up and like scoop this, these naked people like, all right, come on. Yep. They're naked. <laughs> and hey. And they, so it's interesting. They've got three months, which sounds obviously like, I mean, they're, I mean, like that's a long summer break. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and also the, um, I realized also like, um, what's the other girl? So we got Ula and then Signe. Sin- Sig- I- Signy? You listened to the audio. I didn't. So how did yeah, they pronounce it? In my brain, it? it's Signy. Um, yeah, oh. Signy. S-I-G-N-Y. Is that how they said it on the audio book? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it sounded like Sydney. Oh. Yeah. Well, she's got bright red hair. Yes. So that's very like Disney Little Mermaid-ish. Uh-huh. And she wanted to live on... with the prince on land. So it's very aerial. It is. And... She's longing for this prince. But I love that Ula's whole, like, thing the entire time is just, like, I mean, she's just kind of hanging. Like, I mean, she doesn't really have any. She wants to know more, and she wishes she was, like, accepted a little bit more. Yeah, she's not about that, like, romantic life. Nope. She's not about getting a king or a prince or anybody. She's, like. She's okay. And I love actually towards the end, like, I mean, after she does the crazy blood magic thing and like, I mean, so that was really weird. Like, I mean, when you were reading that or I bet hearing it was kind of interesting, like all of a sudden she's got like fire coming out of her breath. It's like a dragon. (laughs) Then her hair's charred. She's got no hair and she's just a big old Mm -hmm. ball of flame. Um, Like literally the line is like she lit up like a lantern and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so she is on fire. Um. Seems like things are running a little wrong. And then it says, like, I mean, her hair was on fire. So could you imagine what it was like when that fire went out? She probably, like, <laughs> my God. Like, oh. It's like the mother of dragons. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's probably charred. And that is some blistered skin. Like, I mean, it, it, yeah, that's right. It said her lips were blistered. Mm-hmm. I would have not messed with her. But that print still was like, oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. I know you just breathe fire and everything, but hey, I got you. And you just gonna, mm-hmm. And he just runs away. And I just thought that was so weird. And it's sad also. Like, I mean, it's, she, it's like the her whole, her friend, like who she doesn't expect that would actually abandon yep. her does. Mm-hmm. But, and then she, um, what I do think was really cool is the tie into this mirror. Because I thought that was so random when you hear the mirror and the, like, the Darkling introduces this mirror that all it does is mime what you're doing. However, I love that it's connected at the end to how she had enough power to create the spell that did it all. Yeah. That was cool. It I, it seemed like it mirrored not exactly what mirrored? you were doing, but it <laughs> but it mirrored I don't know, like there was like a there was almost like a more evil version of you on the other side of the mirror kind of 
like not completely evil, right. but it was like a there's something else. I don't know to it. how to. It didn't have a soul. It, it, we know that. Yeah. And I agree because I mean there were weird things. Like I mean it was just such an interesting mirror, and I just I love that she remembered that, and that's how like she. So what did she turn into though? Um, that was my only question because I mean when she's summoning that like they uh, the big flood. There's a mention of like how like okay her fin didn't come back but her she's got a tail. Mm. Okay, so like I mean I was almost expecting it to turn into like an octopus, but it's not, is it? What? I don't. I can't really. I don't. It doesn't say specifically. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, she's supposed to be like the sea witch, right? But she's got a. But like, the only mention of what happens, like, and the reason I'm saying it is just because it mentions she's got this massive tail. Yeah. Um, and hold on. I'll see if I can find it. <laughs> um, yeah. The um, Boom. Okay. Wait. It's just interesting. Um, I, the tail thing just like, it, it threw me off. But the, okay, here it is. But the scales that emerged were not silver. No, they were not scales at all. Her new tail was black and slick and muscular as an eel. So was she an eel? I guess. Like she was more eelish than yeah. fishish. And yeah, it's in, it, it's really cool. I loved this. I um I really did. And I like how it how it ends, especially that um you know, we've got this um we've got this person like person that obviously is still like hanging out in yeah. Very they're, yeah, cool. they're still hanging out there. Yeah. And she's related to the Darkling, so she's going to live a long time. Yeah. And she she's the Darkling sister. That's why sister. I want her to, like, come back into the story. Oh, well, she, I bet she, well, you know what? We will make her. <laughs> come on, Ula, we can come get you. I know you're like, stuck in your cave. maybe she is going to come back and rescue the Darkling from... This like Thornwood thing His, that's oh, going on. Yeah, he's <laughs> stuck in that damn tree. Yeah, she would be really cool, and I would love for her to meet Bagra. Um, she never met her mom. Her mama. No, her real mama. So, which is interesting. Learning more about Bagra. Bagra, you slept with a merman. What was that like? <laughs> I'm just interested. I, so, when I have my so interview many, with Bagra, so many questions. Yeah, so I really do need Lee to like write more about this Bagra thing because I I'm intrigued. Um We don't need merman porn though. Well, I mean I'm just no, we don't, <laughs> but I mean how that happened, girl. <laughs> just saying. There, yes, there are questions. Yeah. Um Bagra obviously was a little frisky <laughs> in her in her youth. Um well, she did have the Darkling as son. That would probably, like, you know, make things a little... She needed to escape. Um, <laughs> she needed an escape. Although, girl, how did you get with the Suli? What are you doing with them? Yeah, see? Those are questions That's that so we need random. answered. Like, what is she doing with them? I really like... I mean, that is so random. Mm-hmm. You know... Oh, no. Not going to go there. I was going to almost say, like... They mention, like, in here how when Ula notices she's not gray, that she notices her skin is very dark. Like, I mean, like, it's just like, I mean, she's more tan than everybody. Maybe she's got some Suli in her. Maybe Bagra's 
actually like got some stoolie blood. Maybe she's visiting family. Maybe. That's a random way off the like, I know, really like mm. me just going off on a tangent. However, it could be possible because it did say like, I mean, you know, she was, she had dark skin and that's why everybody looked at her. Yeah. Which apparently underwater looks gray. So. Well, yeah. I th- again, it's like Alina when you're not using your powers and you're not where you're supposed to be. Yeah. You're looking mousy and dull. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Well, interesting. But Ula's still alive, and that's good. If you guys want to go visit her, we um, she's waiting for you to come and, you know, <laughs> do a bargain or something. Come do a bargain. Yeah, this was the story that, remember, um, women leave, like, loaves of bread shaped in fish. Yes. Because I'm sure that's what Ula loves. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because that's all she wants to be reminded of is the fact that she used to live in the ocean with those mer people that like hurt her mm-hmm. and left her. Yep. But don't worry. She, she got y'all. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, sorry, Mike. Oh, that was a really bad hit. That wasn't even like a normal where I just hit it. So, okay. Um, so that was a really cool story. Um, I've said that like eight times. <laughs> How about we go ahead and look at these images? So there's not just one image to look at. Um, so we'll try to describe these. There's three. Mm-hmm. And um, so, producer, um, first image. Okay, so that is the first picture that we kind of watch being created, um, which is the two mermaids um, on the left. We've yeah. got Ula on the right. We've got Cygne. Um, yeah. yeah. And then... Actually, like, I mean, this isn't going to show it, but, like, the mermaids at one point start turning red. And that leads us into our next picture. Did you ever see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then our second picture is our girls actually in human form. Yeah. And there's a cool little detail at the very bottom left corner of that bell that she hears um, that pops up. Like, I mean, it's the way that she, like, I can't remember, like, her... It's how the mother, Bagra, took the bell and rang it underwater, and that's how the father came and got her. Yes. So, I know you looked at me for a second like, where are you going? Where are you going, honey? (laughs) I'm like, oh, don't worry. I actually got you this time. I had to remember, too, but yes. Okay. I was like, I got this, I swear, I hope. (laughs) Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, Okay, so that was really cool. Um, And then let's take it to our third image, which is... Just the very ending image, which is so, it's my favorite image of this book. It's really cool. It shows Ula, Ursula, in all her magnificence. Mm -hmm. And she's all up in that sea. And she's got fire. And her hair is huge, you know. I mean, she grew that back. Mm -hmm. It might have gotten burnt now. It is flowing in that storm. It sure is. And I mean, I mean, you know, I remember, I mean, I mean, 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 I don't know where that came from. Oh. However, you remember those little troll dolls? Yes. Okay. For some reason, I remember just when I was like younger, I took one and lit it on, <laughs> lit its hair on fire. Okay. And I just remember what it looked like afterwards and I kept it. It kind of like, you know. All right. Hey. 
Okay. That's what Ursula probably <laughs> was like. I mean, when you're feeling down and out, I mean, it's probably like, I mean, I'm just, it was a very big visual in this book. You know, yeah. I feel like I caught onto it, however. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's fire underneath the water. Yeah. And it was just a really cool. And that's like her tail, right? I see. That's what I was just about to I talk about. I was like, tail. she got a hump in the back. I think that's her tail. It is. So she's got to be kind of. This... I think it goes up here and then down here. See, so she's an. E- it turns into this massive like eel. eel, and she's gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, she's the prettiest eel ever. She really is. I mean, that's f- magnificent hair. So keep that going, girl. <laughs> Whatever regimen you you're got... using on your girl, hair, it's working. <laughs> Taking your B vitamins, mm-hmm. your collagen. Yeah, love it. So <laughs> keep it fresh. Okay, so that was, oh, wow. Hey, that was fun. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we finally reached that. And yeah, so there's the Darkling sister. Yay! I know. How exciting. So in case you thought we were done with the Grisha verse, we ain't. <laughs> we still got a little bit more, but just one more story. So, do we have any Grishcast news? I don't. No. I don't have any. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have one story left. Mm-hmm. The demon in the wood, wood or woods? I don't know. Can't remember. I think I it's think, a woods. I think so. Yes. So we are going to be reading, obviously, the story that is out that was at the end of some of the ruin and risings. Yes. Not all of them, but some. Um. There is an audiobook version. I did look that up. So, yeah, we'll be discussing that next week. And that is going to be our, like, oh, my gosh, we're actually going to be at the end of everything written about the Grishaverse. Crazy. I know. So. um, (laughs) At least we've got more coming up. So. Oh, yeah. And this is where it's going to get spicy and fun, y'all. So hold on. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'm excited. Okay, so we're not going to... I'm going to stop talking. How about that? Okay. You do what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, girl, I love you. Let's um, let's finish this out. We will see you all next week. We love you. Long live the Grishaverse. Like, we're at the end of the hour, so my voice is a little husky. It was. No, no mourners. No funerals. This has been GrishaCast. Connect with us on the web at GrishaCast.com. Send an email to info at GrishaCast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok at GrishaCast. Oh, and thank you to our amazing, amazing staff, Chris, Alex, Michelle, Sid, and Chloe. Chloe.